0: If you want to know anything and everything there is to know about how to sell your house, you're in the right spot, my friend. Welcome to the How to Sell a House podcast.
1: Well, here we go again. We're at the subject of how to pick an offer on my house. So let's talk about that. I'm Lauren Sanders.
0: I'm Chris Erickson. I'm Cassie Lewis.
1: So we're here in lovely Encinitas, California, San Diego, California. Actually, we're in San Diego County. And we're here to help. If you need information about selling your home in our area, hey, we're here to help. Glad to help you. Howtosellahousepodcast.com. There's information, you know, that'll help you a lot in our area. But, hey, if you happen to be selling your house in North Carolina We can help you there too, right, guys? Only those two places? No. Let's go. Where else do we got? You could go from Maui to Austin. You could go from San Diego. We'll help you here. And then we could set you up with a nice, really nice agent in New York. Or you could come from New York and buy a house here. Bay Area? Bay Area, we got that. We've got a lot of people coming from the Bay Area, area, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Bay Area, Los Angeles. If you're in Los Angeles, we've got a lot of connections there. There's a lot of resources there. Check it out and a bunch of other podcasts to help you sell your house.
2: So let's get into how to pick an offer for your house. So obviously you've hit the market. You've got hopefully multiple offers to look at. But even if you only have one, the important points to kind of look at, and your agent will help guide you through this, especially if you have multiple offers. As agents here, if our sellers have multiple offers, we put together kind of like a spreadsheet of the important terms. So you can kind of look at those without looking at 26 pages. Our contract here is enormous. You can look through the whole thing, but we kind of break it down to the important points, which obviously price is an important one. Timeline of escrow closing is an important one. Contingency periods or due diligence periods of your investigations, buyers getting their financing in order, appraisals, inspections, all of that stuff kind of goes into that timeframe. So those can range anywhere from 7 to 21 days uh, in our in our market here. Um and it'll be different where you're at, but your agent will help guide you through that. The other thing to look at is what are the buyer's qualifications financially? So, are they getting a loan? Is it cash? Is it conventional? Is it FHA? Is it VA? All of those factors you want to look at when checking out an offer.
1: Be be more this is a good topic. Um, Cassie, what do you mean by how is a VA offer or a FHA offer let's use that different than a conventional offer so traditionally
2: there's just and we were just chatting with a lender about this the other day there are misconceptions about it but there traditionally is more stringent rules on from VA and FHA when qualifying and also um, with the condition of the home so there's separate inspections at least for VA and appraisal right and appraisal yeah correct
1: so the there are differences in offers, cash obviously being lower contingencies typically, mm-hmm. right? And um, But then if you have a conventional offer with 50% down, that's different than a lower down conventional at 10% versus mm-hmm. an FHA. That might be 3.5%. Mm-hmm. VA are um, usually no down. But all of those things should be factored in, uh, and your agent should actually be talking, whoever these – if they're getting mm-hmm. a loan – Talking to the lender directly and asking, you know, pointed questions, get an approval letter, but also have they been underwritten already or are they just have an approval. So all of those things are going to be factors in which offer might be the best. You really need the strongest buyer. And my question always is to the buyer's agent, do the people really want the house? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that's not the case. So yeah. if it's an investor, I would say right now, if you're getting investor offers, they're the first to bail. You know, if if the market is a little iffy and they don't have the money to close, they'll bail. Mm-hmm. Or if they get a better offer. So if timing's important, you're gonna to want to pick the most solid offer. Cassidy, I have a question for you.
0: I'm the home seller. I got one offer in and it's not at my list
1: price. Take it. What should I do? What are my options
2: here? (laughs) How far below list
1: price? (laughs) Um, No. I I mean – How how far below market value would be the best question to ask first, right? Yeah, right.
2: Which pricing strategy did you use, Mr. (laughs) Home Seller? No, I mean traditionally – I mean especially if you've been on the market for just a couple days and you get one offer in and potentially it's the only one you're going to get at least in the kind of near future – the first one's usually the best one in that case, like when there's not a ton coming in. So you have the opportunity, especially if it hasn't been that on that long, to counter it. You It doesn't you hurt at all to counter the offer. Um, the worst the buyer can say is no. And same on the selling side. If, if it's when we're representing buyers and a buyer says, well, is it is the seller going to counter if we send this in? The worst they can do is say no, so... Definitely sending it out. You could counter back at your list price. Yeah. If that was the price that you wanted to
1: get. Here's what I would caution you currently. We're June 2022. Depending on your market, you may or may not want to counter, but it really depends on your marketplace. Uh, I've been in markets where the market is actually decelerating or dropping and time is not on your side. And so if you get an offer that's five grand less than you want, everything else is good. Is it worth the question you have to ask yourself is if they walk away, is it worth doing this? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's really your question on on the lower, if it's a lower priced offer. Mm-hmm. And if it's just a straight up low ball offer, then um, the other caution would be don't throw it away. Mm-hmm. Work with it because it is an offer mm-hmm. and maybe something else will come along while you're working with it. You'd be astonished. I've seen people come from Way down to right at was what was acceptable for the seller mm-hmm. because they just had to negotiate. So and they might come in way low. In our you know people would come in at ten percent low all the many times if they're from different parts of the country, which was normal. Mm-hmm. And here we're like, what are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then they would end up coming paying two thousand under the asking price or something. Yeah. So
2: yeah, don't waste that. I think that's the big thing is don't waste that first offer yeah especially if it's the play only it one out. on the table. yeah, see how it goes, play it out. And your agent should make the f- right phone calls, talk to their lender if they're getting financing, talk to the agent like we said, see how serious they are and uh, wanting to move forward. and then you can always make the decision on whether you want to counter or move forward with it. like like you said, if it's within you know two or three percent of your list price, it's pretty strong still. It's not something that you should be. Shocked that you got an offer at that price. So, in a
1: normal, in a normal market, market, right? Yeah, in a which normal we're going market. back to, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really feels that way.
2: Yeah. And that's the whole thing, too, is like this is a business decision, trying to take emotion out of it as much as possible, which is obviously for human beings almost impossible. But remembering that it is just, it's your biggest asset. You're trying to make a good business decision on selling it and being upset. Uh, having an offer below list doesn't really help make a, a consci- or a good business decision.
1: Yeah. Good point. And don't be upset. Make the decision in the end. The bottom line, bottom line with this is if wherever they're at and wherever you're at, if they walk away, are you going to be upset about that? Is mm-hmm. that going to cause a problem for whatever number that is? And if it is, lock it in.
2: Yeah. Especially in normal market too. Uh, it could be another 30 days before you get another one and you will have already paid your next house payment and insurance and taxes
1: so i'll i'll give you an i think what we might see cuz i've seen it in past markets mm-hmm. had in, in in this particular one we had a great offer the market was really going kind of down sideways to down we had some big down days in the stock market like we've seen lately person came back and said i'm not willing to pay i know we have a deal at this was years ago mm-hmm. at 450000 We are only willing to pay four twenty-five now, mm-hmm. and we'll close. And so those things are going to happen too. So um, you may have a, a decision to make there. The decision, um, the person in their situation was older, and they wanted to be done, and we weren't looking like we were going to head in the opposite direction. So sometimes you bite the bullet on those things and do it. I know a year after that, they were super glad they did it because the house was less by that point. Mm-hmm. But um, some of those things are going to come up too. So I think, and depending on where what market you're in, they may already be adjusting a little bit.
0: Yeah. So when that initial offer comes in and price is a main factor, there's kind of three options you have when you do get that offer. And let's just say, just to keep it simple, you have one offer. You can accept the offer as is, you can counter that offer. The risk being once you do counter, it is a rejection of that current offer. So it's the balls in the buyer's court at that point. If they want to accept it, great. If not, they go walk away. Or your third option, too, is not even respond, which is not a good option. I yeah, wouldn't yeah. go that route. But. Even,
1: Chris, it, if you just counter, like the price is fine, but you counter some terms, still a yep. counter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Still a new offer, right? Yep. Yep. So make sure those are worth the potential walk away as well. Now, if they're minor and the person walks away, they probably were going to walk away anyway. Yeah, right. Exactly. But if it's something significant, make sure it's worth it. And I know this is
2: a podcast about selling houses, but when you sell and you're going to buy again, have an agent that writes really good offers that don't even need counters.
1: Especially if timing is important. How do you do that? Well, that's another podcast, <laughs> that's another right? episode.
2: Here. Yeah. <laughs> How to write a winning well, offer. Well, and you- part of it too—that I mean—it goes to the selling side too—is the way we write offers for buyers that get accepted and not countered are by having conversations with that listing agent. So it's the same thing. You want to find an agent that's supporting you as a as a seller that's going to have those conversations with the buyer to get them to write clean offers. So it's making sure that the escrow company is their choice and the title companies. And knowing the seller's preferred timeline and all those things, that's how you write a proper offer, which then means you, as a seller you don't have to counter. So an important thing for agents, because you'd be surprised how often as listing agents we get offers with no conversation with the buyer's agent. And those are... Isn't that crazy? It's nuts.
1: Unsolicited... I mean, obviously, they've seen the house. Yeah. Well, sometimes sometimes they they haven't seen the house, but but it comes in, you don't even know who they are. No. No context at all for the person. Yeah. And they send you an offer and, you know. And nothing – and the offer would need to have
2: 10 counterpoints. Yeah. Like, it's just like some of the – yeah. And some of those things too is having a listing agent that knows that part of it too and picks up their phone when a buyer's agent calls because that's the big thing is you want to – you're trying to put together a deal – you're negotiating before the offer even comes in, yeah. and you want to make sure that your agent is going to support you in that and get the best offers for you. Uh,
1: and That's a great point, Cassie. The thing you want to make sure is your agent's had an in-depth conversation with the buyer's agent mm-hmm. and the buyer's lender, Yeah, at least those two people. If they haven't and they don't know what's like, why, where these people come from, what's their deal, and there's no, no idea backstory. what that is, then yeah. – Oh, uh, that's a red flag
0: mm-hmm, for sure. Price is one of the most important terms usually for sellers when they're uh, picking an offer for their house. But the contingencies, which Cassie mentioned a little bit, three main ones being loan contingency, appraisal contingency, and your due diligence period or your inspection contingency. So kind of usually the tighter those contingencies are, the, the, the quicker you kind of like lock in the the deal. Just for context out here in California – Our contingency periods for uh, loan, appraisal, and inspections uh, default is 17 days. Usually when we're writing offers for clients, we, if if possible, we try to tighten those up as much as possible. And a lot of that has to do with those conversations you have with the, the lender or the potential buyer's lender and how fast can they close, how quickly can they get an appraiser out there. How fast can the buyer's agent get? Are they prepared to get their uh, inspections done in that? if they shorten the time frame to seven or ten
1: days? One of the good points that that you made, maybe not on this podcast, but have an open mind. So whatever comes in, have an open mind to negotiate because it is a negotiation. It's not your way always? Well, it has been for sellers in San Diego for almost two years. Mm -hmm. But everything changes. So there are a few factors
0: when trying to pick offer. Obviously, the, the, the offer you do choose, if there are multiple offers, is going to be the one that works best for you as far as, even if the, the let's say the price isn't the top price, but all the other terms, if you needed a rent back, uh, they could close quicker, you could get your cash quicker and kind of move on. That might be the most important thing. So ultimately, it just comes down to how close can you get the other offer to exactly what
2: you're looking for? That's going to be the best offer for you. So if you are thinking about selling your home and you want to be able to look at those offers coming in, definitely go to our website, howtosellahousepodcast.com And there's a ton of resources for you there. And if you haven't picked an agent yet in your market, or if you're looking in San Diego, get in touch with us. We'll help you find an agent in your area, or we can help you sell your house here.